Hello, everybody. My name's Tony Cardenas, and this is the Indy Real Estate Market Weekly Update. Today, I'm sitting here with Justin Griffith with Keller Williams, Kyle Morris with FC Tucker. What's going on, guys? Another day, another... Uh... Yeah, it's cold. It's freaking it's cold. freezing. Cold. <laughs> That's all I could I think about. I played golf really. in this yesterday. It was absurd. There's snow last night. Yes. Not, I mean, not up here, but Southside got snow. That's unbelievable. And it's going to be 68, 70 Saturday. Yeah. 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 It's gonna, yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Supposed to actually be nice. Yeah. Well, leaves, good, are, uh, leaves are really patch. pretty right now. Maybe, uh, maybe the uh, real estate uh, market will get some traffic. Yeah. Well, you know? that's one of the things I wanted to talk about last week. I actually forgot. Um, Great about traffic? No, no. Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. So Let's talk about it. Great time to list your house, Halloween weekend. Think about well, why it. would that be? Think of how many people go into those neighborhoods, and it's not just a drive-by; it's a walk-by, right? They get to absorb the neighborhood and the vibe and the feel of the neighborhood. They get to see people out and about. They get to see um, people who are in similar life situations as them, whether it be uh, you know empty nester who's handing out the candy, or if you're a family, if you have middle-aged kids, younger kids, people uh, really if you're do single. That. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, it's subconscious. You don't even realize it. Right. But um, as long as it's not freezing cold, people will have an enjoyable evening. Right. Um, Make sure you have those flyers. And it's a captured audience. Yeah. I mean, it's a great time to be on the market, in my opinion, uh, historically, um, as far as like actually getting foot traffic and and, um, people talking about your house. Well, let's let's talk about the uh, market. So. Uh, what are you guys seeing right now when you're getting you you get phone calls throughout the week? Yep. What are some of the questions the buyers are asking? Is it a good time to buy? Yeah. <laughs> I it, mean, it's yeah. yeah, it's a lot of hesitation right now with the rates, but you can talk them through that and explain to them why it's not necessarily the worst time to buy when you have multiple options. There's plenty of inventory right now. Right. Um, um, I mean, we're not having crazy inventory. Like my numbers are still pretty low for yeah. all the still areas. Still technically but, considered a seller's market. Yeah, but right, when right. you say but buyers a, have leverage. Yep. Oh right. my gosh. Yeah. So they have leverage to push the seller under absolutely. Uh, well, within reason, right? You know, because sellers are still acclimating to like hard line in the sand, right? Like they're they understand what's going on as well. But there's just been a little bit of slower acclimation for them. Um, but you can get under list price. Uh, you know, I was just in a sales meeting. We were talking about changing market conditions. And, you know, somebody's like, well, what do you do? You know, let's say you're on the market for three seventy five, and, um, you know, you get feedback that, you know, the house is overpriced or whatever. And I'm like, to me, that's more about the buyer and the buyer's agent than offer three fifty. Right. Right. Like, yeah. like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, you just know, put it on paper. That's yeah. how I tell everybody. Put it on paper. Like, don't. People are afraid to do that yeah. for some reason. I mean, what are you going to do? When you say put feet? it on paper, you're talking about make an offer. Make, make an, an actual offer. offer. Don't yeah. reach out because they're going to tell you what they want you to hear. Like, yeah. they're going to make it seem like there's multiple appointments and, you yeah. know, it's. Well, we've got showings this week, right? Like, and they may, but I want to put it on paper, like to your point, because I want to force their hand to engage. Yep. Right. And, and then you just never know what people are going to do. Uh, at the end of the day, their goal is to to make some money, get some equity out, um, and sell their property so they could go on to their next destination, right? Like exactly. those goals have not changed. You know, if they're going to make, you know, let's say somebody makes 110 instead of 120, like is that the end of the world if we still get the end goal? Yeah. You, you know, like you got to put people in that position where they can make those decisions. Um, but to not even offer because you it's think it's overpriced is bananas. Well, and then it's like whenever they come back with the counter, you can see how much they're willing to play. Yeah. And then you can say, okay, hey, they're actually like in the ballpark. We can actually make something happen. But you don't know that until you put something out there. Right. So like we offered, I mean, this is like two months ago. We offered like 50000 under list on a property, right? And that was before like people were really doing it at that level. 
Um, yeah, but let me ask you a question. Did, did you sell the home? Yes or no? I, I was the buyer. And, oh, you were the buyer. Okay. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is like I was really like trying to get a read on the other agent to see how educated they are on the market. Um, and they were, which was really, really reassuring because their counter was 5,000 less. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. I, you know, I was like, Hey, we took a swing at it. We get it. And so then our actual counter was 20 under knowing that we'd probably end up between 12 and 10 under, which is where we ended up at. Yeah. Right. But you got to take a swing at it. Um, yeah. nobody was offended. Right. Like it's just wasn't that, I mean, they were just like, Hey, is this real? I was like, yeah, it's real. But like we had to try, like, it's just, yeah, like it's, it's bananas to not even pursue so something. let's let's flip over to a the lot other of that side. is based on the price of the home to start to interrupt but it's like you're not offering 50 less on a three hundred thousand dollar home like it's, I got it. it's all percentages it's yeah. not yeah but let me ask you a question on the other side of that let's say i'm hiring you to list my home mm -hmm. this week let's let's just say this week okay. i say hey kyle i want you to list my home my home's going to list for uh five hundred and fifty thousand um Kyle, if we go out there at 550, what would I expect to get? I mean, you're pricing it to market. Mm -hmm. um, the, it, well, the, the list price on... days are almost over. So I mean, I would... know there's a few out there, but they are basically almost at the end of the rope. Correct. Right. So, well, some of them still get multiple offers for the yep. record. So certain houses still do sell over list price. Um, I've even had one where, you know, like seven days in, people were like all judging the market and then two offers come in on, you know, seven days in and it, yep. you know, becomes competitive again. Right. That kind of stuff does still happen. Um, it, further, it would depend on location and condition. Gotcha. Yep. First and foremost. Right. But most likely first weekend, minimal showings. It just will be. It, it, you might get four. Um, like exactly what happened to my Noblesville listing. Right. Yeah. We had yeah, four. Yeah. Now we have same. five set for the week. So it's like. Gotcha. Same. Like I listed one that was, you know, West okay, let's stay on this Carmel, house. Right. So, but um, then come Tuesday, right? Because people want to make sure it's not that house that does get all of the competition. You start to get showings, right? And then they start to trickle in, which then people know that they have time to sleep on it, which probably means you're looking at like from that fourth or fifth day, seven days to an offer, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I was doing the numbers and, you know, average days on market has gone up, but for the good houses, it's still about the same. It's about 14, 17 days. The bigger yep. problem is you have the ones that are sitting are they're more like 50 now, right? Yeah. So I know gotcha. when I walk into that house, 80% of what type of house that's going to be, yep. right? And so we need to price it accordingly. We need to have the conversations. You know, a lot comes into price adjustments. When do you do that? How do you do that? You know, I personally, I wouldn't do it until I have 10 to 14 days on the market just because that's average days on market. And then there's always like, do you drop it by 25 or do you it like once or do you do five every week? Right. Yeah. Um, there's um, Carrie uh, Schuster in my office. Um, she's a big believer of like you do the five every week because you could miss somebody in between that big jump and, and could have made more because you just dropped it five every week for four weeks right. instead yeah. of 20 on right. one week. Yep. Right. And it so, works out for both sides. It does. And you're rebroadcasting that listing five times at a $5,000 incre increment. Yep. What's Carrie's yep. last name? Schuster. Yeah, she's with the FC Tucker? Carmel office. Yep. Carmel office. Powerhouse. Uh, so we got to get her on the show sometime. 100%. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk about what's happening uh, uh, in Indianapolis. Let's, let's shoot over to Indianapolis on our stats this week, Justin. Okay. Uh, and then we'll run it through... Uh, parts of Hamilton County, but start with, uh, what do you, what's at the top of your list for Indy? 
Uh, we'll do Broad Ripple first. Okay, uh, Broad tell Ripple, me. we had uh, five new listings, three of which pended. Uh, so there's two left, leaves a total of 15 active on the market from 250000 to $1 million in Broad Ripple. $1 uh, million dollars in Broad Ripple? Yep. You sure that's not Meridian Kessler? Positive. Double checked. Really? Yep. Five closings, average price 328000 33 days on the market. So that's about the same as it's been. Uh, Bates Hendricks, we had no new listings. Uh, there's still 11 total on the market, priced anywhere from 97,000 up to 475. I'm right gonna go buy that 97,000 mm-hmm. one for podcast. Office. I would curious to see how that looks. Yeah. Anyway, inside. Bates yeah. Hendricks, what's the average price? Uh, average price is uh, 329. How many days on market over there? Uh, I do not have that on this okay. one for some reason. Um, right. Fountain Square had five new listings, priced anywhere from 250 to 650, 32 total right now on the market. Uh, two of the new listings pended, and we had four closings this week, priced anywhere from fifty-five thousand all the way up to two fifty-eight. So that's, that's an investment property being bought and sold, which is a good sign for people in the area to know that that area is still getting development. Sure, so. absolutely. Uh, next, uh, Meridian Kessler had f- six new listings, uh, one of which pended, leaving twenty-six on the market, priced anywhere from one fifty to one point five. And had two closings. Average days on the market is sixty in Meridian Kessler right now. Oh, stop. Stop recording. It's it's in. Tough. Just start it, Marie. No, 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 no. Uh, we can continue and just Edit. cut it. Okay. Yeah. I'd go through Meridian Kessler again. Yeah. Just so you know where you left off. Yeah. Let's go. Let's pick it back up at Meridian Kessler, please. Uh, Meridian Kessler, we had six new on the market this week, one of which is pending, and we had two closings. Average price of 260, days on the market 59. Um, and then next, I got Westfield and Carmel. So, so wait a minute. Real, Meridian Kessler is 59 days on the market? Mm-hmm. Yes. For the closings that, that just happened. Okay. Right. One in of those has been sitting for a while. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but that makes it, sense. Interesting thing, real quick. You know, last week, Fountain Square was zero houses on the market. This yep. week, Bates Hendricks is zero. Yep. I mean, they flip flop. It actually makes me really kind of sad because I've been showing a lot of homes downtown lately, and there's amazing houses downtown. Oh, right yeah, now. there's a ton of opportunities. Oh, my gosh, there's so much. Um, I'm glad to see that like people are still investing in the area and stuff like that because, you know, I'm afraid people like so they see the market and all this stuff, and so they're afraid to. Uh, like they're re- hyper reacting to it and they're like, oh, everything is going to be doom and gloom as we were talking about. And we'll probably continue to talk about later on the show. But um, that is encouraging because it's just not. Yeah. I mean, the development there to think that seven years of development stops in three months. Yeah, it's just insane to me. Yeah. Asinine. It just yeah. makes no sense, right? Gotcha. Like it's going to continue to grow. I mean, and it's got a central area, yeah. which is insanely rare anyways, right? Yep. Like it, it basically has its own little town square. Well, you know, down there, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people, and I know for a fact that have bought homes down there, their first time home, and even some of their seconds from a sales force. Yeah. Yep. Got, so, I mean, sure. that's a huge area for Salesforce down there. There's mm-hmm. just so many restaurants so, and bars. Oh, and there's yeah. Like tons it's of very walkable. Yep, very, walkable. Very, very walkable. So uh, for anybody that's at Salesforce, that's a really good place to to land for a while, and you're not going to lose any money down there. Well, yep. you got okay. city-county building down there. Like, there, I mean, you've got local government downtown, which is, you know— Historically, city government. county building. What the hell are you going to do? City county building. Well, go to well, court. It's not even about that. No, it's about the employees, right? So Absolutely. government, I'm whether it be federal or state level, is the largest employer. Okay. Yep. So, uh, pick it up, Justin. Uh, yeah. So Westfield, we had uh, 26 new listings. Uh, 
21 pending and 24 closings priced anywhere from 231,000 up to 2.783 million in Westfield. Really? Wow. Yes. Westfield's hopping. Yes. Uh, of the properties over a million dollars, four out of the six went for at or above ask price, which is a very interesting statistic. Uh, the days on the market jumped to 33, but the property that sold for 2.78 million was listed for 347 days. So I'm sure it was a new construction. Sure, Chatham. Yeah. So, yeah. but that that bumped exactly. the days on the market up quite a bit. Exactly. Um, and of those 24 closings, 15 were at or above ask price. Wow. In Westfield. So, yeah. Hey, the what do you Westfield's mean? strong. The market's falling apart. I know. Like, it's crazy. not. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, you know. But that's perception. It's definitely it's, changed. Yeah. It's definitely it's, changed. It's definitely changed. Yeah. So um, we what do you got Carmel. for uh, yeah. Carmel? Let's hear uh, Carmel's numbers. Carmel, we had uh, 44 new, uh, 21 pended, priced anywhere from uh, 205000 to $3.195 for the new listings. Uh, we had 28 closings, 17 of which went at or above ask price in wow. Carmel. And those were priced anywhere from 207000 up to $1.26 And days on the market are very low at 15 yeah. I mean, North Star has just historically been that way for, you know, yeah. a, a very, very long time, especially just because of the infrastructure that, that they put in to the point where the infrastructure, I mean, everybody used to complain about it and now everybody's mimicking it. Yeah. Right. Because it, I mean, it's weird at first, but once you get used to roundabouts and everything. Yeah. No stoplights day to day. Like it's an, I, I love it's, it. It's really nice. big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. so. Uh, let's move over to Noblesville and Fishers, please. Uh, so for Fishers, we had 34 go on the market anywhere from 174 all the way up to 850. 24 of them are still active. 10 of those pended. Um, average days on market has trickled up. It's 29 days on market. And there's 162 active on the market. But that's still great. Think about it. You know, uh, uh, for so days on market? For days on market. Well, yeah. it's a, it's a misnomer. We talked about it. I mean, Greg even brought it up. You know, like you're actually generally selling between, you know, anywhere between 14 and 20 days. Yeah. There's just the other ones that, you know, they take 50 days or for example, you're one that, that was new on construction there for 327. Yeah. You know, because you do have new construction and spec homes in there that sit and they're, they're just going to tick up that. Um, so all we can do is pull the stats of like what has actually pinned in the past week and how that how long they were on there. I think it's a disservice if I just start excluding stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's kind of like where those numbers come from for like anybody who listens. Um, Noblesville had 25 go on the market. Um, 19 of those are still active, anywhere from uh, 99,000 to 1.7 million, actually closer to 1.8. It was like 1.795. Um, six pended. And so Noblesville has actually not had a lot pinned um, as a trend here over the past four weeks. They've been kind of like single digits. Um, you got 36 days on market in Noblesville, which I, was, I think is still it's a little bit high based off of the information. Just because when you start thinking about there was a lot of stuff that had been on there since like June, um, there's 143 total on the market. So inventory is getting better. Um, the timeline for decisions is getting better. Absolutely. As a buyer, you're in a good boat. You know, like I think that's one of the things to talk about today is like, um, you know, I, I mean, you even talked about it's like doom and gloom. And, and we were kind of arguing about it before. And I, I just don't agree with that. Like things Me have neither. changed. Um, I'd want if, if I was going to buy a home right now, I'd rather buy a home today versus six months ago. I don't day. care what the rates were all day. Yeah. Well, but people are they're like, oh, you know, the the two years of like three and four percent and even down into like the high twos. 
like that's the misnomer, right? Like that's the outlier. And we've somehow confused ourselves to think that that's the norm. Like we're, I mean, we're a little bit higher than the norm right now, but like we're closer to the norm than what that actually was. Right. And so people are like, Oh, it's falling apart. Like you're comparing it to an outlier. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't really add up and I get where it comes from. And you know, one of the things we're talking about is I think there's, um, people who want to move electively, right? That became a bigger piece of the market than it historically has been. There's always those people, but the past two years, it, it was just a, a larger portion than it usually ever is. Got it. Um, so that market has somewhat dwindled, but there's always the people who have to move because of um, reload is really big at the end of the yep. year, right? Yep. You've got um, people who need to downsize. You've got people who need to upsize. You've got health conditions, all these things. That's typically what the market is majority like made up of, right? Yep. And so we're just getting back to that. And, you know, one of the things we were kind of like arguing about is like, I don't understand as a seller how you can think you've missed the market or any of these other things. Not you know? when you got a house that's selling under 30 days on the market and you're getting a very, very good price with the landscape of these mortgage rates. I mean, right now you got mortgage rates at, at 7.125 to 7.5, depending on what lender you're going to on a straight 30 year fixed. Yeah. That's a 780 uh, credit score. Uh, 20% down, 80% loan to value. And then you got your 15s that are in the uh, low sixes. Uh, but here's what's kind of crazy. You got jumbos that are in the very low sixes. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen where somebody can get a jumbo uh, right at, at 6%. Now that's a perfect situation, but people are going to move over to arms and other creative loans. Like so well, they can, one of the things we were talking about, right? Was like the, the, the kind of like the temp buy down, the, right? The temp, yeah, the temporary buy downs. I mean, you got to talk, you know, the, the builders are all over in. it. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah. The it, builders are all over it. But what people have to understand when the builder buys that rate down from you, they have to understand when they buy that down, that money is coming from somewhere. Where would it come from? It's front loaded with interest. That's a front loaded with interest. Yeah. And it's also coming out of the discount of the house that they're doing. Yeah. So they may feel like they're not getting a great deal, but builders are getting creative on the rates. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a happy medium right there of what you want to buy, where you want to buy. Yeah, yeah. But to your point, like people are just getting creative. And, and I think like the big concern, like let's say you talk about an arm or a buy down, we're talking about refinancing, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right. People are like, uh, well, yeah, like I want to get back down to the threes. Yeah, well, well, like that's not going to happen yeah. again. Might right. not ever happen. It again. may not. Ever. Well, yeah, <laughs> outside of like buying it down. Yeah. To yeah. Three, Anybody right? tells somebody that we're going to be back at 2.75 or 3% in a year, year and a half. I'm telling you, don't listen to them. Yeah. Start reading the Wall Street Journal and the Barron's Report because it will tell you the truth at the end of the day. Fours, high fours, fives. Right. Like, I, mean, I don't even just, we won't see that in the next year. Not the all. next year, but like they're, they're going to happen again. Yeah, they'll happen yeah. again. hundred percent. Right. So. You know, because, I mean, you have to for the for the government, like just if you understand how the economy works, right? Like a certain point, it gets pushed too high, then they have to incentivize buying again, and like, right. it, like it's just ebb and flow. Like this, just where right. I want to ask you, I want to uh, throw you guys a curveball. What is going on? So all of these investment guys were in here buying home after home after home in the city of Indianapolis. It was all over the news the last year, year and a half. Where are these investment buyers at today? So a couple of things, like, um. They're not buying as much because, uh, you know, I've talked to some of them, you know, I mean, rates impact them as well, because typically, you know, a lot of times they'll buy it as cash and then they refi. Yeah. Or they they got lines of credit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, But I think to think that they're gone is wrong because they're going to snag a deal when they can. Not even they're still holding all those properties. Yeah. I just had a message today from somebody that's trying to buy a duplex for an institutional investor. I mean, it's still active. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Now, some of the like different models of like real estate investment, you know, I, I do see them unloading. Right. But yeah. for all I know, I wasn't there when they did their business plan. This may have been the business plan. And oh, we're yeah. acting, you know, like, hey, let's get the inflated value and then we'll release it, you know, and then we'll take the money out and then we can put it into other investment vehicles. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't work for Merrill Lynch or anybody yeah. like that. Right. Um, the thing, too, is like rental rates are not going down. So they're not. So now that rates are higher, it's some people are like they're waiting to buy. So Absolutely. more people are renting right now. Right. So apartment rents, like even across the street from us, like they're up like $200 I know over what they were the year before. So it's like, if you think just sitting and waiting is going to help benefit you and you're in a rental right now, chances are that rental rate's going to go up too. And you're going to be in the exact same boat That's next exactly year right. and so the next year. That. Yeah. We're talking about our local market. Yeah, we're not think, talking about nationwide. Correct. Market. But think about that. People are, are less concerned about a 25% uh, rent hike than they are about five or flip that they're more concerned about um like a five percent depreciation than a 25 percent rate hike yeah or not rate hike but rent. i think anybody that buys a home right now if someone were to buy a home in broad ripple or westfield or indy north or bay Hendricks, i think even in this landscape i believe that you will still make three percent off of your house within the next year Historically, we're three to eight percent here. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Just so three percent—that's not a bad day in the park versus paying twenty-five percent more on rent. Well, People need to jump out of the apartments and buy the opportunity now because they are opportunities. And the well, rates are going to go up, like like you said. Like we're yeah. looking at the potential numbers; like it could easily go up over eight. Easy. Yeah. And then you're going to be worse off in an apartment overpaying or a rental or whatever it may right, be. Right. By what the Wall Street Journal says, what we were talking about earlier, Kyle. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. But the bottom line is we are tapping, we are going to be tapping on the door of 8%. So the yeah. person that could buy today and get something in the low sixes, early, early sevens, they're going to wish the heck they would have bought last week or this week or next week, but they got to jump now. And that's where realtors have to tell their buyers, I hope you share this podcast because it's only going to help you sell a home to let them know now is the time to buy. It is. And, um, you know, I had a guy last week say to me, I'm going to sell my home for sale by owner. I said, you're going to cost yourself nothing but money. Absolutely. I said, you're going to cost yourself nothing but money because when, if it's the right home and it's, and, and, it, and it's just the right fit for somebody, that house sale, like you said earlier, some of them, very few are still going for list price. That list price also covers the commissions to sell that home for that buyer and makes a whole transaction more professional, perfect. Mm -hmm. You're covered because your paperwork is done. Your title insurance is done properly. Your mortgage is all timed up right. You know, so getting to that and getting to the um, market of uh, investment properties. For example, Kyle, you bought one just a, a while back ago. When yeah. when is your property going to be on the market and ready for sale? For sale? Yeah. Never. Oh, so you bought it as a rental? Yeah. I've okay. already got it rented out. Okay, good. Yeah. good. I, I mean, so, but to your point, like we're just talking about investments in, in, in general here. Um, and like, what do you think your primary household is? Mm -hmm. Right. So, I don't know. But when you do your eyes like that, it scares the hell out of me. Well, cause I'm just like, all right, like I got to temper myself here for a second. I don't want to <laughs> freak people right. out. But like, we're jumping over dimes to pick up nickels here. People yep. like we just are like, we've created this society of like instant gratification, which I get, I'm a part of it. Like I love it as well for the record. Um, but the idea that I can buy a house and live in it for two or three years and not take a hit yeah, doesn't exist. We got very, very lucky when you buy a house or a property, it's an investment, whether it's a primary or secondary, 
it is a long term investment. Like that's what it is. And if you're renting, you're not right. And so, you know, it's the, the, the age old adage. That's hard to say that, um, time in the market is better than timing the market. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Because yeah, I think all the equity. Right? Yeah. Well, and all the people that were waiting to buy whenever the houses were going way over ask price, but the rates were 2.75, they were thinking that they were overpaying. And now it's like, but they would love to have gotten in at 2.75 at those previous numbers three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. But there's always people like think about like the past five, six years uh, since I've been doing this. Every market, I've heard the same thing mm. of it's going to change. So I don't want to get in. Yeah. So in 2019, people didn't want to get in because interest rates were a little bit. Well, 2018 interest rates were higher. Right. Yeah. And people are like, ah, it's, you know, prices are, or houses are overpriced. And then COVID happens and then 2020 happens. And all those people, like you wish you would have, mm -hmm. you missed out on exactly. all the equity. Rates have gone down. Values of so here's your point. Roof. Well, don't do it again. Jump in there and buy. Is and, your and point? And now we're here again, right? Where it's like, oh, it's changing. Though I don't want to get in. Like literally, how much worse off are you? Every waiting? single time. Yeah, right. it just gets worse. Like the ideal time was 2018 compared to now. Well, compared to now, the ideal time was 2020 compared to now. And in 2024, the ideal time is going to be now. Like it's always. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we're at the end of the podcast. Justin, give me some words of wisdom for a buyer or seller this week. Uh, take your time. There's options out there. Uh, you know, do your due diligence before you go to a property, see how long it's been listed. I mean, you can kind of see what they got it for. I mean, there's like so many okay. different things to do, but uh, keep your head up. Um, there's deals out there to be had. What's the name of the company you work for? Uh, Keller Williams. My phone number is 317-507-5599 and customcontainerbuilders.com. Okay. And Kyle, who do you work for? Uh, it's Moore's Property Group with FC Tucker. And how would somebody get a hold of you? 317-649-5122. Okay. And everybody, this show has been brought to you by Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, 317-480-4115. And look at the executiveportfolio.com, which has your digital real estate magazine. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Holly here, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Next week, we are talking about new home construction, actual inventory for sale, and almost ready to move in. Want to contact one of our professional real estate agents on our weekly podcast? Call 317-480-4115. Thank you to Kyle Morris with FC Tucker, Shelly Walters with EXP Realty, Justin Griffith with Keller Williams, and Greg Cooper with Compass Real Estate. This podcast has been sponsored by Executive Portfolio Magazine. Go to www.executiveportfolio.com to see this month's digital magazine.